Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone. To Breaking It Down, Frank McKay here, but much more importantly, a very talented lady, and she is getting quite a name for herself. You know her work from Glee, but certainly the the hit Broadway musical Dear Evan Hansen. Laura Dreyfus is our very special guest. Hey, Laura, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. I I would ask you, how's it going? But it's uh, seemingly going very well. You're in a hit show and you're getting a lot of attention, a lot of positive uh, positive press, and and the the reviews are just... uh, uh, coming in very nicely you have to be pleased yeah it's been a pretty amazing journey um you know everyone in the company we've all been with the show since the beginning so it's been about three and a half years and we never could have expected it to come to this it's pretty it's pretty amazing i remember asking somebody what what they expect to be hot and and maybe this was you know three and a half years ago and somebody said uh, dear evan hansen uh, without question is uh, is going to take off why do you think why do you think it's uh, it's so appealing to so many people um i think it's 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 a musical written for our time right now and i think that at the core it's about connection and trying to figure out what that means um and I think when we're dealing with social media, it's 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 complicated, and, and we're still navigating on how to deal with all of it. But um, it's also it speaks to multi generations. I mean, it, it's about parents figuring out how to talk to their children, and teenagers feeling like they can't be heard by their parents. And so, um, with also like having issues like social anxiety and mental illness and grief and all of these things that we go through in the world as people. And so I think. Anyone who comes to see the show can relate to somebody on stage, which is a really special thing. Well, let me ask you uh, about a little bit about history and your history uh, specifically. Where were you born and where were you raised? I was born and raised in New Jersey. And when did the uh, stage call you? Was it uh, was did you play a tree in <laughs> the uh, grammar school play? Um, when did it happen for you? You're not far off. Um, I played Egret number two in um, the second grade production of Once Upon a Lily Pad. Um, I had one line, which I really took advantage of. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think I I had an older sister who was a performer. So I grew up watching her and she actually was on Broadway when I was 12. Um, So I watched her in Mamma Mia on Broadway and always felt like this is something I was meant to do. And yeah, from then on, I, I went to school for musical theater and just started auditioning. You mentioned your sister being on, on Broadway at uh, 12 years old. Uh, uh, any relation to the great Richard Dreyfus? No, <laughs> not at all. I'm sure no nobody else has ever asked you that question, right? <laughs> yeah, no, you're the first. <laughs> yeah. Well, in second grade, you, you, you played Egret number two. Uh, did you try out for, like, Egret number one? Was there a, a bigger role that you wanted? <laughs> Was there was there something that you didn't get? Was it a disappointment? Was it a consolation prize? Uh, what were you vying for there? Were you, was there a bigger role you were hoping to get? 
It was actually devastating because there was a lead role who was the frog. Um, and I really thought that it should have been me. And they ended up giving it to a boy in our in our class, um, a really sweet boy. But uh, I was devastated. I really felt like it was meant to be mine. And, um, and then I remember, yeah, I, I was painting the feather wings onto my egret costume with my dad, and I was telling myself, "This is this isn't this isn't the end. I will I will have another opportunity. I will <laughs> be in another show." <laughs> One day in the future, there'll be a hit Broadway show called Dear Evan Hansen, and I will be a key member of that cast. I'm telling you right now. But I I, I mean, it's pretty amazing to me that you were devastated as a second grader and I think that says a lot at seven years old and eight years old that you were that passionate about performing uh, you know most seven and eight year olds are, are probably thinking god I don't want to get out there in front of everybody I don't want to make a fool of myself you're devastated because you didn't get to play the frog which obviously is the, the big role in this particular case <laughs> but uh, to me I, I I think that says a lot about young Laura Dreyfus. Yeah, I think uh, I think from day one, as soon as I found out what theater was um, or performing was, I knew that I needed to do it. Um, nothing else made as much sense to me. So, yeah, I just I feel very fortunate to have known what I've wanted to do for since I can remember, basically. Let me remind some folks out there who might just be tuning in or turning on their radios. Frank McKay here, but much more importantly, a wonderfully talented actress and uh, a performer wonderful uh, production of Dear Evan Hansen and it is all over the place and all you got to do is google it and you'll see just about nothing but great reviews it is a raving success and one of the big reasons is Laura Dreyfus our very special guest Frank McKay here with the uh, New Jersey born and bred and uh, that's uh, you know that's got to be uh, it's got to be a nice spot to grow up if you're thinking about Broadway, did your sister at 12 years old, did, did your parents have to commute there or did, did they relocate? What was the, what was the deal? Are you close enough to New York uh, in your part of Jersey that you could, you know, kind of just go back and forth? Well, actually my sister wasn't 12. I was 12, but she was 21. Um, and she, she had just graduated from NYU. So she had been living in New York for four years. Um, but I think being so close to New York, it was always very easy for us to be able to see Broadway shows um, just because of the proximity. Uh, and and the idea of living in New York in general didn't feel like such a crazy thing, um, which I can, I have friends who are from Kansas or from other parts of the world where it just New York seems so far. Um, and so I always commend them for their bravery of just moving to a big city like this. But um, yeah, for me, it was always very accessible. You know, it's it's exciting too. Uh, not only are you in close proximity to uh, to the stage and all the action, but to be that close to to someone who has a role on Broadway has to. Um, and again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I have to believe that you you think well, she's flesh and blood just like me. She's my sister. If she can do this, I can do this. Uh, did you have any of that sensation going on? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I talk about that a lot. I think big part of the reason why I believed in myself so much was because it felt like such an attainable thing because I saw her doing it and um you know maybe I was a little naive to think that but uh it fortunately worked out really well and I was able to really go to school and get really good training um but come back to the city and it's always been great I've always consulted with my sister about jobs and about auditions and 
you know, being able to talk to her about things from a young age was really special and wonderful for me. Uh, you're, you're no stranger to uh, show success. Uh, Glee was a show that you uh, uh, you had uh, had joined. And uh, if, if I understand correctly, more than 10 episodes. Am I right about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did the whole season. Yeah. And w- how did that come about? Where did you uh, where did you first audition? Or how did you first audition? How did how does something like that go on? And especially when you uh, when it's such a big show. I mean, that was a pretty crazy story. I mean, I I was actually in the first reading of Dear Evan Hansen when I got the audition that they wanted me to fly to L.A. to screen test for Glee. Um, so I actually had to fly on a red eye the night before our presentation of the workshop and come back that night for, (laughs) for Dear Evan Hansen. So um, I was able to do the entire season in LA and then came back in time to do the DC production of Evan Hansen. So, um, and that was cool too, because I ended up playing a twin with a really good friend of mine, Billy Lewis, who was actually a Long Island native. Um, and we ended up playing twins. So that was another crazy coincidental thing. Uh, where are you living now? I, I mean, not not to uh, attract stalkers or anything like that, but uh, roughly where are you? Are you in the city? Are you in uh, L.A.? Uh, where are you? I live in Queens. Oh, in Queens. Okay. All right. Listen, you're a Long Islander. You're a I Long- know. Yeah. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, you're a Long Islander. I, it's... It doesn't look like there's any end in sight for dear Evan Hansen. And uh, how about you? And, and I don't know if you could share any of this uh, with us. What what else is happening uh, on the horizon for you? I'm sure the sky's the limit, but what's uh, what's going on in your near future? Um, well, I'm always going to be continuing with acting. I mean, that's always going to be number one for me, um, whether it be television or film or theater. Um, and I'm really interested in writing music. I've been writing songs for the past couple of months and I'm hoping to release something in the next year, which would be cool. In, in what vein are the songs? Uh, what what style can people look forward to you releasing something in? Um, it's definitely what I enjoy listening to. It's, it's definitely like an indie pop vibe. Very good. Well, listen, we got a, about a minute left with uh, the star, one of the stars of Dear Evan Hansen, which is a, a, a smash hit and this is Laura Dreyfus. You also know her work from Glee and and hopefully real soon you'll be hearing an indie type vibe coming from her her original <laughs> music and uh, just give us a give us a way or give the folks a way to follow you on either social media or a website. Uh, give us a, give us your site. Hello, well, I'm on Twitter as Laura Dreyfus, um, my full name, and I'm on Instagram as Hot Damn It's Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I I can't congratulate you enough. Uh, the sky's the limit. Everyone is talking all types of things uh, about you, and all of them are very positive. Uh, the whole cast looks uh, looks terrific, and it looks like it gets along well. Uh, and look, I want to thank you for being here and and continued success. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Frank McKay signing off. Our very special guest has been Laura Dreyfus, uh, one of the stars of, of the hit Broadway show, Dear Evan Hansen. And you know her work from Glee, and she's uh, everything uh, she goes near, she she lights up. Uh, wonderful, talented. You'll be hearing a lot more about her. Laura Dreyfus, everyone. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Long Island is the story of America. It's breaking it down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a, a true legend in show business, a, a, a hilariously funny man. Someone who has seen it all, and I was just saying to him off mic, uh, a, a bridge from the uh, the old world of comedy to the new world of comedy. And I, I, I can't, I, I hope I'm not misremembering this, but I remember even uh, guest hosting the uh, uh, the Letterman show, and uh, he was terrific, and I hope I'm not mixing up the shows, but uh, he was just terrific in that role. He did 60 appearances on The Tonight Show. Um, the Man Who Made Sinatra Laugh, uh, his latest is still standing. My journey from the streets and saloons to the stage and Sinatra. The absolute great Tom Dreesen is our very special guest. Tom, how are you? Frank, I'm doing real good. That was a very nice introduction, by the way. <clears throat> you were right. I did guest host the Letterman show. <clears throat> I did over 50 appearances on their show. And he's a buddy of mine. We started out together. And, and, and you're right about the book. It's still standing. My journey from streets and saloons to the stage and Sinatra that can be got at Amazon.com. And there, that's my last plug. Now it's all your show. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever looked back, and you could say it, it's not immodest, but have you ever looked back and said, wow? I mean, just wow. I mean, it's tough enough to, to make it for five years uh, in stand-up. It's tough enough to get on The Tonight Show once, right? I mean, you did 60 appearances. We're talking Johnny Carson. And and by the way, when Johnny Carson was hosting, it was it, there, were, there were three channels there were three three networks so it's millions and millions of people were seeing every one of those performances well you know yeah, 26 million people watch that show yeah. in those days in 1975 wherever you went in america you know people say what do you do for a living you say i'm a stand-up comedian the next question out of their mouth was oh yeah have you ever been on johnny carson and if you hadn't been on johnny carson in the eyes of america you just weren't a comedian you might want to be one you might going to be one but you weren't in the eyes of america one appearance on that show Freddie Prince got a sitcom the following day. I did one appearance on that show, and I went from the unemployment line to, uh, on my way, a, a guy from uh, CBS was watching the show in New York the night I was on, a guy named Lee Curlin, and they signed me to a development deal. And I never stopped working since that. After that first appearance on The Tonight Show, I was doing Dinah Shore, Merv Griffin, Mike Douglas, Johnny Carson, Midnight Special, Rock Concert, Soul Train, American Bandstand. All these shows were calling me to do just because of that one appearance. So that's how powerful that show was. 26 million people watch that show every night. It's, it's almost like getting this exclusive membership card. Uh, you've made it, right? Here's, you did Johnny Carson. Here's your card, Tom Dreesen. Go and, and do everything else. Everybody would want you. Dinah, uh, Dinah Shore is not going to turn you down. You did uh, Carson, especially you. I mean, you, you have terrific appearances when uh, when you had them. But still, I mean, it, it, it's almost like that. It's like the keys to the kingdom doing that show. 
Well, more than that, uh, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. saw me, took me on the road for three years. Um, I started touring with, with artists, excuse me, all over the country uh, because they knew you could work clean. In order to get on The Tonight Show, you had the right material in those days that could make grandma and grandpa, mom and dad, and the kids laugh. You couldn't work what they call blue, you know, because later when cable came, comedians could work as filthy as they want. You know, there's women comedians today that work so filthy, Red Fox would be running out of the audience. You know? <laughs> but, but, <clears throat> but in my day, I'm, <clears throat> and by the way, I'm not a prude. No. I'm a street guy. I don't, I don't have a degree from academia. I got a doctorate from the streets. I know, I know dirty jokes. I mean, I could do a stag roast with the best of them, but I was in show business, and I, I am in show business. I mean, that's two words, show and business. And business-wise, how do you get on, how do you become a success in those days? Well, you got to get on The Tonight Show. Well, how do you get on The Tonight Show? you got to write material that could make grandma and grandpa, mom and dad, and the kids laugh. So that was the challenge, to write creative material. I'll give you a quick story. Yeah. I was at the Laugh Factory a while back in Hollywood. when I tried to try out new material there all the time. I, I, want, I want to stay in touch with the young audience because they've got young black, young white, young Latino, young Asian in that audience every night. So I'm always writing material to see how current it can be and keep the kids laughing. I go there one night <clears throat> a while back, and I'm upstairs looking at my notes, and around the corner are two young comedians that do not know that I'm there. And I heard them say, one of them said, you know, Tom Dreesen's here. And the other comedian said, oh, yeah, he's old school. And the other comedian said, what do you mean he's old school? He said, well, he doesn't use the F word. And the other comedian said, he doesn't use the F word. What does he use for adjectives? <laughs> and I stuck my head around the corner and I said, adjectives. That's what I use for adjectives. That's great. I, I mean, it's just yeah, well, un unbelievable. And it, look, there's, I mean, you've, you've written the book so people can kind of get the idea, but there's nothing that, uh, that takes the place of, of experience. You, you know, as you're saying all this, the one one thing that's coming to my mind is before that Tonight Show appearance, were there any times where you were just completely, you know, you're at, you're at wit's end and uh, and you were basically saying, look, I, I, I'm not going to be able to make it. I, I <coughs> doubt that I'm going to get there. Uh, how much doubt did you have before you, quote unquote, made it? Was there any time where you thought about quitting? There was a time, and it's in the book. I was with a comedy team for six years. Tim Reed and I were America's first black and white comedy team, and history shows we were the last. When the team split up, I was on the West Coast. I, my wife and three kids were in Chicago. I went out to the, try to make it at the comedy store. I couldn't get on at the comedy store. I tried night after night. It took me a month before I finally got an audition with the owner and got on. But in that month, I ended up no place to go. I slept in an old Nash Rambler, a car that was up on blocks. It wasn't my car. It, the front seat came down to like a bed and I washed up in a gas station every morning I was 29 years old turning 30 I was hitchhiking up and down Sunset Boulevard every day begging to work for free and there were times that I just I didn't think I could go on one night in the car I just it was the worst day I had everybody rejected me my wife wrote me a dear John she wrote to another a house that I had been staying at before I had to sleep in the car it was a dear John saying this is your life not mine I can't take it I'm not gonna move to California I wish you the best, but goodbye. That night, I, I felt like the whole world, uh, like a boulder was on my chest. And I honestly prayed in the car. I said, God, no one will take my call. I can't get anybody to manage me. I can't get anybody to, uh, to be my agent. I'm going to go to sleep tonight, and I'm going to pretend that you're my manager, you're my agent. Whatever comes in my life, I'll know that you're sending me there. 
but I'm turning it all over to you because I can't take it. I can't handle this anymore. And I just turned it over and I felt like the boulder was lifted from my chest and I slept. I woke up in the morning and a week later, Carl Reiner saw me at the comedy store and liked my material, he and his wife, and put me in a little film. And one thing led to another, led to another, led to another, to where I'm at today. Wow. Wow. Just, you know, just a, a moment of of uh, despair and just turning it uh, over. Uh, just uh, just absolutely terrific. Let me remind everyone, Still Standing is the name of the book. It is a must-get. Still Standing, my journey from the streets and saloons to the stage and Sinatra. And, I, you know, again, we're not going to spoil the book, but I don't have Tom for too much longer. Tom, can you... Uh, can you Tell us the best place to get the book. I'm sure Amazon.com is a great place to go. And give us a social media site and a website where people can follow along with what you're doing. Well, yeah, Amazon.com, for some reason, the, they get the book to your house in like in two days. I wish I would have invested in that stock, to be honest <laughs> with you. But, and you can, they, they, they're supposed to be at Barnes & Noble stores, too. But Amazon's probably the fastest. Or you can go to my website, TomDreesen.com. It's D R E E S E N, TomDreeshen.com, and you can find it there too. Congratulations on amazing on an amazing career that's still going strong. Tom Dreesen, absolute honor to talk to you. Thank you very much for being here. It's my pleasure. Thank you for the interview. I appreciate it. Tom Dreesen, everyone. Tom Dreesen, and, and again, a, a legendary career and. Uh, you know, they're not making any more of these guys. And when you get a chance to, to have him on, when I get a chance to have him on, I jump at it. And he is just, I, I, I wish I had more time with him. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I, you know, he's on a radio tour and I'm doing kind of quick, uh, quick interview with him. But boy, I would love to get into all the Sinatra stories and everything. But uh, the name of the book is still standing. My journey from the streets and saloons to the stage and Sinatra, the man who made Sinatra laugh, is Tom Dreesen. But just think about it, 60 appearances on The Tonight Show. He mentioned his, his comedy partner, uh, Tim Reed, and they were, you know, a black, uh, black and white uh, comedy team. And uh, Tim Reed went on, you know, again, to, uh, to star in WKRP in Cincinnati, Venus Flytrap, and on... Um, on that 70s show later on with uh, he was Hyde's father I don't remember what his character's name was but you know, he went on to have a big time career the two of them uh, together just uh, an amazing uh, career and, and wow I mean 60 appearances on The Tonight Show by the way this is no by no means um, any slight to Jimmy Fallon because he, he does a great job on, on The Tonight Show but uh, doing The Tonight Show now as opposed to doing it when there were only three networks is is night and day. I mean, it, there were three networks when Johnny Carson was doing uh, The Tonight Show. And as he said, I'm just uh, using Tom Dreesen's words, uh, 26 million people. Can you imagine? 26 million people would see you do that show. And, he, you know, he did 60 of the appearances. I don't know how many of them with Jay Leno. and how many, I don't know how the breakdown is, but Tom Dreesen is... Uh, someone who had an absolutely and is having an absolute amazing legendary career. He's not that household word that you would hear, but people in the industry know who he is and certainly respect him. I, I was blown away when I saw his name come across and uh, just absolutely thrilled to, uh, to have him. I mean, these guys, they're just not making any more of them. And hopefully he'll, he'll be making people laugh for a long time to come. Again, please buy the book, Still Standing, My Journey from the Streets and Saloons 
to the stage and Sinatra. Frank McKay signing off. Tom Dreesen has been our very special guest. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.